Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Got em Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ballplayers together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, hey, what up, y'all? Hey, I'm in a great, great mood today. Like I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a really really good mood like a like a super super good mood right now. Hey man, all I'm gonna say is your boy behind the scenes of everything else. Your boy has been G R I N D I N G exclamation point exclamation point surprised emoji. Like I really been on the grind, man. Like I really I really been doing it. And you know what? It, it's funny because like. Things ain't really just legit start picking up, picking up until like, probably want to say like early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning, I got some really, really good news that's going to really benefit the show and, you know, the whole exclusive breakdown brand. I don't really want to get into like no detail details about, you know, what happened, but just know that uh, it's, 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 some, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big move. It's a big move for the for the innocent young man from uh Detroit. But uh I'm very, very proud of what I've been able to accomplish, what I was able to accomplish in that particular moment. And when I got it, I was very, very surprised because I didn't think that I mean I knew I was making moves, but I didn't know that my moves was being being felt <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'll brag about being in over uh fifty plus cities, thirty plus countries or whatever. But you know I mean you really don't know. You really don't know what kind of effect or what kind of, you know, impact that you really got until, you know, certain things start uh, manifesting itself. And then it's like, dang, you know what? I guess I have been in, uh, putting in that work. So uh, that that was the moment that I had uh, early Sunday morning. And then later on in that particular day, you know, what I'm saying I, uh, for those who don't know, for, for I mean, there's a lot of people that do know, um, you know, I got I do apparel as well. Um when I first started, I had a whole lot of shirts that I was really trying to push, you know, you know, get people to buy and everything like that. But it didn't it didn't manifest itself the way I wanted it to manifest itself uh, within those shirts. I had some I had one called the slow grind. I had one called the quiet hustle and you know, I had a whole bunch of other ones. And um, the quiet hustle one was kind of like everybody's popular one. Everybody seemed to have liked that one. So what ended up happening was when I uh when I kind of went back into like kind of my um you know trying to figure out exactly what it is that I wanted to do with the um with the apparel overall it was like all right you know how do I you know change the uh situation where you know I could put put out this uh apparel but you know I'm not I'm not trying to put out too much you know what i'm saying like that's that's the kind of attitude i was i was having so i was like you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna just hold off on the barrel for right now until you know i could uh figure out exactly what it is that i want to do so i figured it out <laughs> i finally figured it out see what happened was i figured i figured i was trying to do too much and, and that's exactly what it was so what i ended up doing was i just um uh, 
I kind of kept to, you know, what I know. So, like, the apparel, like, the exclusive breakdown apparel. So, like, the, uh, like, Jim Rad and uh, GEC, any apparel GEC related, anything like that, that's exclusive breakdown. But at the end of the day, I still wanted to do my own apparel line. Like, my own separate apparel line from exclusive breakdown. My own separate apparel line from Gotta Coach. I really wanted to do that. So, um... I was like, you know what? Let me go back into my roots. You know what I'm saying? Let me go back into my roots because, like I said, for the past year and a half, I had been working on the apparel line, but you know, I, had, I hadn't really done anything with it. So I went in my notes, and you know, I was like, you know what? You know, Quiet Hustle was really, really popular. Like it was really, really popping. Um, how do I go to, you know, making this happen? So, you know, I got on the phone, you know, I, I got with a couple people and, um, you know, I showed them, you know, you know, exactly what I had. And, um, you know, you know, they was digging it, you know, I was digging it, you know, so uh, Quiet Hustle um, has been rebirthed, you know, it's something that's been in the process for a period of time. But, you know, with Gotham Coach, Gotham Coach got very, very popular, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I just want I wanted to try to, you know, do more of my exclusive breakdown uh, media brand. So, uh, you know, I was just like, you know what, let me just kind of focus on, you know, kind of, you know, getting, you know, doing more with this before I try to focus on trying to put out a, 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 an apparel line. And that's what happened, you know. So a year later, I mean, it was still something that I kind of worked on in the background. Um, didn't really say much about it, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, I didn't want to you know, get too hype into stuff and then I get telling people stuff and then none of the stuff happens the way that um the way that it's supposed to happen. And that's kinda one of the one things that you kinda you gotta kinda watch when you're you know, when you you're putting stuff out or you you know, you talking about putting different things out. You gotta watch how you uh how you how you say it and then how and then the direction that you you saying it and who you telling it to and all this other good stuff. So you gotta kinda watch how you uh how you move in certain situations you know what i'm saying so it's like um i had to figure that out so it was like i didn't really want to say anything until you know something was a little more concrete and you know i got a little more you know confirmation you know what i'm saying so um i had quiet hustle shirts you know what i'm saying that i uh that i just printed up just to you know print up just to kind of see you know what i had and i'm like you know what let me just kind of let me kind of see what the reception of these shirts would be you know what i'm saying if i if i came out with them and um reception has been nice you know what i'm saying um legit it's been legit 24 hours since i said i was coming back out with quiet hustle uh apparel and uh half the box is already sold so uh you know that's a that's a good start and everywhere that i you know that i've took in you know a shirt or you know just you know just been talking about it is the reception has been positive and um initially i'm like okay i know it's gonna be popular with females because you know females love their lips they love you know all that and then i'm like man but i don't know how guys i don't know how guys will take uh to to liking to the uh to the merch um mainly because you know guys so you know a lot of dudes so prideful man they're like man i would never wear a shirt with lips on it you know what i'm saying like you know you know stuff like that so it's like you know i didn't know if i wanted to do this for the for the dudes as well as, as the ladies but you know everybody seemed to be rocking with it you know what i'm saying and like me like me personally i can care less because i feel like you know it don't matter what i got on like i'll I kill the game and whatever but you know, you have some that, you know, can only wear certain things or will only wear certain things and, you know, you know, <laughs> just be stuck on that. So, you know, that's just another thing that I have to really think about. But um, I'm happy with the reception that I've gotten, man. I mean, the reception has been very, very nice. It's really, really, you know, helped me to stay motivated and, you know, dedicated to the task at, at hand. And, um, you know, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what, uh, what Quiet Hustle is going to be able to bring me. There's no actual release date on launch right now. I'm just gonna do shirts, and you know, you know, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a gang load of shirts, and I'm gonna sell them, and I'm gonna see what the popularity is hitting like, and then we'll go from there. But there's no there's no specific uh, release date on uh, when Choir Hustle merch will come out. You know, just know that it's in the works and uh it is working very very well so <laughs> just just keep that in mind just keep that in mind so support your boy any way that you can man you know um uh, you know don't be a hater you know don't be a hater be a congratulator 
So yeah, that's 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 one thing, you know. So Quiet Hustle coming soon, man. I'm I'm very very excited, looking forward to that. Looking very forward to that, and very excited to see what that's gonna manifest. Also, a couple other things, man. Um, I'm in a fantasy football league this year, so I think my team is gonna suck because I'm not. I don't really follow football like that. You know, football isn't one of the things that I can really. You know, get down and, you know, just really, really follow. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, you know, I like football. I can watch it. Actually, you know what? I don't even think I can legit sit down and actually watch a full football game. Like, for me, like, shout out to NFL Red Zone. NFL Red Zone was, like, the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I would would legit sit down and i would have my tv on nfl red zone that way i could watch all the touchdowns i would i would never be out the loop of you know what's going on you know what i'm saying so but like in terms of like just actually sitting there and watching a full football game can't do it man i don't know why i can't do it but i just i just legit can't do it man it's just like i don't know i can't i can't really explain it maybe because it's not something that i was really into so it's like when you're not really into something but you kind of like it you know you, you you can't really get into it you know what i'm saying so i think that's what it is for me for football but uh i'm in a fantasy draft i mean i'm in a fantasy league this year and the name of my team is none other than the hamtramck police y'all already know i gotta show love to the hamtramck police department man y'all know i love them boys man I love them, and you know it's about to be even more crazy. Like Labor Day, you know, because Labor Day is about to come up, and uh, you know I gotta make I gotta make my presence felt at the uh, at the Hamtramck uh, at the Hamtramck Festival. You know that's that's about to be dope. You know what I'm saying? I go to that festival. I've been going to that festival every year for like the past uh, about the past four years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know I, I definitely gotta go this year. Um, all things considered. Um, definitely got to go and, you know, just, you know, make my presence felt. Um, I think it's going to be really, really fun. You know, it's always fun down there. You know, it's always a good time. And, um, I'm definitely looking forward to having a a good time down there again. So, uh, yeah, Fantasy League. Uh, I'm very interested to see how this is going to go. I wonder how my team going to do. The, the last, the last three fantasy football leagues I've been in, the teams haven't done that great. <laughs> and like I've had really really good teams, but the teams haven't done that great. I think, I think Aaron, I think I had Aaron Rodgers one year, and I think he got hurt. Um, and Dominican Sue had a trash year. You know what I'm saying? Like I just had a, a Lashawn McCoy had a trash year. Um, so I just had all of these other things that just made for my team not to be that great. But um, I'm very intrigued to see how how this happens. Hopefully, hopefully I can wake my butt up in time to actually draft my team where the computer isn't drafting my team cuz I think that's another thing that happened. I um I think I let the uh <laughs> I think I let the uh the computer the computer. I think I yeah, I think I let it let it automatically select my team and you know, they they got me a buns team. So, you know, hopefully I could uh you know, get up and uh, make that happen. Hopefully, you know, hopefully, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, and then one more thing, one more thing, one more thing before we get into this episode. I've been rambling for about 12 minutes and 15 seconds, 25 seconds. Let me shut up and, uh, get this out the way. I played NBA live. I played the demo 2k. Y'all about to step y'all game up, man. Last year, last year, I wasn't feeling it. Like it looked good, but like it just, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was, what I had expected. It wasn't what I expected. You know what I'm saying? So. I played it this year. Um, I haven't really, really gotten to it. I played a couple games. Dope. Everything seemed like it got better. The movements, the the just the whole, the whole essence of the game. Everything about it just got so much better to where it's really, really enjoyable. And then I actually really, really want to play it. Matter of fact, I think once I once I finish this and, and edit the uh, episode up and do all that other good stuff that I need to do, I think I'm gonna play it. I think I'm gonna play it. Uh, one thing that I don't like uh, the 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 player the player scan. Hey, they got to do a better job with that player scan because uh, man, my player scan looked horrible. Like <laughs> my player scan looked it legit horrible like just it it looked nothing like me it made me look all kind of crazy it was just it was all bad so uh if they can fix that 
and or maybe it was something that I was doing. Maybe I'm gonna try again. Maybe I need to try to you know use a different type of lighting, or you know maybe I need to try to set it up to where you know I can get the best lighting to uh, actually do it. So uh, we'll we'll try to get that uh, together. So um, shout out to NBA Live, man. I'm I'm looking forward to playing two K's uh two K's demo this year. Um, I like I like what I have seen. You know, they got a lot of different things going on with their their career mode. I'm um, looking forward to seeing how the game actually plays. Um, I actually I I never even finished my uh, career mode in 2K. Like it got it got tedious. And I think I think it's maybe because of them cutscenes. Like be fresh, be fresh was ru- was ruining it for me. Like <laughs> be fe- be fresh was ruining it. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't, t- I couldn't take her no more. You know what I'm saying? Like she was just so annoying. She, she was just so annoying, man. I couldn't take her no more. I'm like, I just, I give up. But my team had a good record. I think it was like 27 and nine or something like that. So hey, it's all good. But um. That's that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So uh check this out, man. Y'all already know what time it is. Y'all already know what time it is. We coming into we coming into the season of sports, baby. Basketball season and football season is about to be upon us. I'm really, really excited to see what is about to take place. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm just so ready. I'm so ready for basketball season. I'm kind of ready for football season, but I'm really ready for basketball season. I'm ready to get this out the way and, you know, get it cracking to see what's going to happen. But in the process of basketball season coming upon us, I got to go ahead and I got to give y'all a way too. I don't even know if I can say way too early season prediction. I guess you can because uh, preseason preseason doesn't start until October. You know, it's still August, so you can you can do a way too early NBA uh, season prediction. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that for y'all, man. So let's get into it. Episode number forty six of the show where Reggie Jackson gotta come through. He got to make me feel good about what I'm about to say in this preview for the Central Division. Because if he don't, there's so many people that want his head right now. He got to come through. He got to make us proud. He got to make us proud to be called Detroit Pistons fans. Even though I'm not a Detroit Pistons fan. But it's a lot of Detroit Pistons fans out there. And Reggie, Reggie, we count on you, bruh. We count on you more than we're probably counting on Blake Griffin right now. So don't let us down. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Wrong to Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, lock him up, roll. Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair. Oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh. And y'all already know what I come to do. I come to give y'all that Dylon Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T heat. Y'all already know how I go. All right, man. So from the intro, y'all already know that I'm doing the Central Division of Basketball Eastern Conference, which consists of the Bucks, the Cavs. The Bulls, the Pacers, and the Pistons. So look, I was gonna do the Atlantic Division the first. The Atlantic Division first. I think I said that right. Did I say that right? The Atlantic Division first. That sounds better. But um I was gonna do them, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna since since I am a since I am from I'm a I'm a Detroit guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from Michigan. 
you know, I might as well just go ahead and I might as well do the division that my, you know, my home state is out of. So let me go ahead and I'm gonna do the Central Division first. And um, the Central Division is gonna be a very interesting division. So uh, let's get into this episode, man. Got him, Coach. Episode number forty-six. Let's get it. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. All right, man. So, when we talk Central Division, when we talk Central Division, it's, it's, it's so many different storylines that we need to talk about when we talk about the Central Division. Of course, the main story that we're talking about when we talk about the Central Division is we're talking about LeBron. LeBron left. You know, LeBron has opened the floodgates for every team in the Eastern Conference, not named the Chicago Bulls, not named the Orlando Magic, not named the New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets to possibly be able to contend for a championship. It can legit happen. And this is how it happens. LeBron leaves. So now everybody has an opportunity. Toronto, they've been facing the LeBron factor all, all this time. They don't have to face that factor anymore. They, like, they can really go out there and win. Uh, Boston, they faced the LeBron factor last year. All of their players are coming back, and their two best players are coming back, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. So they have a legit chance of making it to the finals. Philly is getting has got a year better, so which means they their whole roster has got a year a year worth of experience to go ahead and do some things. So everybody within that top echelons of the conference has got better to where they could possibly go for a championship. But we're gonna focus specifically on the Central Division this week um we gonna focus specifically on the central division and this is how we gonna start with the central division we're gonna start out we're not gonna start out with the cavaliers you know because you know that's 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 easy we can easily talk about how the, how the cavaliers may struggle they may not struggle you know they could possibly do some things they may not be able to do things you know we could easily do that but i'm gonna start off with who i believe is the best team in the central division right now and that is the indy and the pacers believe it or not here's what i think this is why i think the indiana pacers are the best team in the division because last year look last year indiana caught a lot of people off guard right a lot of people off guard and i don't know i don't know how many day ones i got but i did a particular episode where i talked about indiana and i was comparing them to bat to rappers you know that i you know i felt like they compared to so with Indiana, I kind of compared them to Bobby Schmurter and Rowdy Rebel. Kind of in the sense where, you know, you, you when you would hear their, their lyrics or whatever, you know, they, they Bobby Schmurter and Robbie Rebel were struggle rappers. Let's be honest. They were struggle rappers. But then they got that one beat and they got that one dance, and, you know, that, that one catchy hook that was able to propel them to success. And ultimately, the success that they had led to the downfall of their careers to where, you know, they'll have to rebuild themselves. So, with Indiana, I kind of compared that to them because when you lost Paul, I mean, you were successful with Paul George. Paul George says he doesn't want to play there. He wants to be traded. You trade him for Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis. You didn't necessarily know what you were going to get out of either of those guys because while Victor Oladipo had a pretty good average uh, when he was with OKC, you just you didn't necessarily know if he was going to be a guy who could transform his game into superstardom. And then with Demonis Savone, it's kind of the same thing. You didn't necessarily know if he was going to be able to transform his game into super, you know, into being a a, a legit good player. So, um, so you had all of these different questions with the Indiana Pacers this following year and you know they were able to exceed all expectations like I had them being one of the worst teams in the league like one of the worst teams because Victor Oladipo was kind of inconsistent Demonis Savonis was kind of inconsistent I mean you had Darren Collison who was Darren I mean Darren Collison really I mean what, what kind of leadership is he going to be able to give a team um Bogdanovich you know he's no good Lance Stevenson really like, you know, it was just a team of Thaddeus Young. I mean, he's been in the league for 48 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just had all of these different question marks about the Indiana Pacers. But the team came together. Like, 
the team gave them together. So now you look at the port guard situation to where you were saying Darren Collison and Corey Joseph, it was like that to like, man, you know, they got a really solid uh, you know, rotation of point guards. Uh Lance Stevenson came in. He was he was a really solid player coming off the bench. Victor Oladipo elevated his game to superstardom. Bogdanovich is solid. That is young. is solid. Like this is a solid team. You know, Miles Turner. Like you know, they have the bench to go along with the starting five. Like this team can really do some damage. I had them beating the Cavs in seven games, and I felt like I felt like the refs cheated. First of all, but I felt like they could have legit went there. Now. Here's the thing with Indiana, like you get all of the expectations, so you know you can't you can't sneak up on teams no more. They 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 when you come to their gym, they when when they come to your gym, they ready to ball, like they really they really ready to play. Um, can they take that next step? You know that's just the that's the big step with uh with them. I mean, Vic, can't Victor Oladipo continue to improve his game to where he's a where he's a, an elite superstar? Can Miles Turner? Bounce back from the surprisingly disappointing first round that he had against the Cavs. Can he be a top? Can he be a top seven center in the league this year? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you let go of Lance Stevenson, but you replace him with a better Lance Stevenson and Tyreek Evans. Like, Tyreek Evans is is Lance Stevenson on steroids. Like, both of them do kind of they kind of built the same way. They kind of got the same kind of game, but I feel like Tyreek can do a little more. What Lance Stevenson can like? I feel like Lance Stevenson for every ten good plays he'll give you, he'll give you them two clutch boneheaded players that may that may lose you the game. And I feel like Tyreek he'll give you consistent play all around. So you know you get, you bring in a Tyreek, you get a Doug McDermott, another guy who can shoot the ball. One of the problems with the in the playoffs was you didn't have guys who could like legit shoot the three. So now you get you get Doug McDermott. Uh, Tyreek, who's kind of streaky, so you can kind of say he's a streaky shooter. Um, so can't can't Indiana turn the corner, man? This is the year. Like I think this is the year for them to 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 take a stranglehold in the Central Division. Like I feel like they have the pieces to take a stranglehold of this division. Like they have the pieces, but like I said, you know, I don't think they're not going to be able to sneak up on teams this year. And I think that that's what it was last year. Like, they were able to sneak up on teams because nobody really expected for the Pacers to be good. So they were able to sneak up on teams, and they were able to actually be good. So they ain't going to be able to do that this year. So can they take that step forward? The step forward is to say, okay, we know that, you know, these teams are expecting us. You know, they're going to come on. They're going to give us our their A game. But we're still going to go out here because we feel that we're so much better than this team and we're still gonna go out here and we're gonna ball out and we're gonna play and we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do and we we have a chance to win the championship this year lebron's not here so we legit have a chance a chance to win this championship so that's something to think about when you think about the indiana pacers right so the question for indiana can they move forward can they move forward can they not be the surprise can they not be one of those surprise teams that do well one year and then fall back into obscurity the next year so indiana can y'all do that for me can y'all do that for me next up let's talk about milwaukee milwaukee man we, we, we are we fearing the deer this year look Milwaukee is just as talented as Indiana like and like legit I have Indiana winning the division but I think it's gonna be close um Giannis is gonna be something vicious like it, it, it and I, I say this not to sound kind of sus but LeBron uh not LeBron but um Giannis has like transformed like if you remember when Giannis first came into the league he was like a legit stream being and I'm the one to talk because I'm a, I'm a stream being now but he was a legit stream being and now he just transformed himself into like this like this this man I mean sheesh you know what I'm saying like you know like he's really been in the gym he's really been you know elevating and just doing what he need to do man and so much so like he's not even the small forward no more like he's like he's the legit power forward of the team man that's crazy but Giannis is gonna have an MVP type year man I expected like a 20 plus 10 plus 5 plus 2 steals 2 blocks I expect that from Giannis I feel like he can do that like he has the potential to do that uh you let Jabari Parker walk I think that uh 
I think that was a smart move if, if you're going to have Giannis playing your four going to, going forward long term. I think Jabari Parker would kind of uh, Jabari kind of has proved himself to maybe be a solid ca- a solid starting uh, caliber forward. So I don't think I don't know how uh, well he would be coming off the bench. So um, yeah, so you let uh, you let him go. You get Ersan Ilyasova, a guy who can stretch the floor, who's a very good shooter. It seemed like Ersan Ilyasova is always finding his way back in Milwaukee somehow, somewhere. He was originally drafted by these cats, man, and it seemed like every single year he finds himself. In Milwaukee, I don't understand why. It's like it's like it's like a love it's like a love hate relationship. Like they love him for a period of time, then they'll trade him, and then it's like, oh, we miss you so much. Come back, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how Milwaukee goes. And then they signed Brooke Lopez too. Brooke Lopez, solid, solid stretch five, like super solid. You know, guy who can who can get you buckets from three. Guy who not too long ago averaged like twenty points a game. The, the thing with Brook Lopez and the thing that kind of worries me about the whole Bucks team in general is he doesn't grab rebounds. Like he's seven two and he only averages about maybe seven to six to seven rebounds a game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not uh that's not that's not really acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't be seven foot two averaging six rebounds, six seven rebounds. Like Russell Westbrook averaged ten rebounds. He's about what six three six four, so that's that's very unacceptable for a big man. And it seems like they have a lot of big men who do that. Like Brook Lopez only averages about six rebounds. Stein Maker is only going to give you maybe about maybe about four to five rebounds off the bench. Like they have their like their offensive centers are guys who like their centers are guys who can um who can who can ball like who can shoot the ball who has very good offensive games. But they don't do what centers are supposed to do. But I guess in today's NBA, I mean, I guess they're doing exactly what they need to do in terms of, you know, stepping out, shooting the three and all that. But like, you still got to be a center. You still got to impose your will and, and block shots, even though Thom, you know, he, he, he showed a little potential of being a, a, a rim protector. Um, in the playoffs, but you know, just the fact that you know they don't go down there and rebound, and that 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 kind of worries me. And the Eric Bledsoe situation, like I don't know, I don't know how effective Eric Bledsoe is gonna be with uh, Giannis because Eric Bledsoe kind of has to have the ball, and Giannis is kind of like the primary ball handler for the team. So I don't know how that'll work. But I think with Mike Budenholzer coming in there, you know, he's a guy who uh, who gets his guys in the best position to be effective. I think I think it could work out for them um, overall. But I mean, I think Milwaukee is a team who could who could do some damage, man. It's just a matter of you know. Can their big guys play like big guys? Can Giannis continue to develop his game? What are you going to get from Eric Bledsoe? What are you going to get from Brogdon? What are you going to get from Chris Middleton? Can he continue the success that he had in the playoffs? Um, and then the bench, you know, what are you going to be able to get from your bench? Because, you know, the bench isn't really that solid of a bench, you know, so they really have to rely heavy on the guys that they do have. If Brogdon is moving to that starting lineup, which I think he should be, you really don't have to rely on other guys, not named Jason Terry. So, that's my season preview for the uh, for the Bucks. So what you know, what the storyline for the Bucks that I'm that I'm looking for. Next up, let's go. Let's go Detroit. The storyline for Detroit is simply can they stay healthy? Like we don't know what. Like when you look at this team on paper, this team is a is a top four seed. Like they're they're a top four seed. Um, Reggie Jackson is two years removed from averaging 18 to six. Like he's, if, if healthy, he's a top tier two point guard. I wouldn't put him tier one, but I would definitely put him like in that top range of being tier two. Blake Griffin with healthy is a tier one power forward. Andre Drummond when healthy is a tier one power uh, center. Um, they have solid players in Reggie Bullock, uh, Luke Kennard, um, you don't know what you're going to get out of Henry Ellison. You know, that could be something interesting that, you know, you know, Stan Van Gundy didn't play him. Um, he could be a, a diamond in the rough, you know, who just never had the opportunity to really showcase himself. Uh, Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson has a lot to prove this year. Um, he's on the last year of that rookie deal, which means that, uh, you know, he got to be able to prove himself. I think and I think this is the year that he proves himself mainly because this is his last year. and He wants that big money contract, whether it be from Pistons or it be from somewhere else. Um, 
but he's got to prove that he can be that defensive stopper that he was uh, came in the lead uh, to be to be drafted as. Uh, and he got to be able to show a little offensive game. You know, he's kind of inconsistent with the offensive game. Um, then he'll have moments where he's out there balling, but then he'll have moments where he's not. Um, so you know, it's just it's just a matter of can this team come together? You know, can this team come together? Can they avoid the injury bug and and and, and be effective? And you just don't know that because Reggie Jackson. I'm pretty sure Reggie Jackson's going to miss about ten plus games. Blake Griffin's going to miss about ten plus games. Um, so you just don't know. Um, but overall, like I like the Pistons. Like I like their team when healthy. Like I like it. I think Reggie Bullock gives them a lot of options. I think Luke Kennard gives them a lot of options. I, th- I wish they would play Langston Galloway more. You know, he's a guy who could uh, who could shoot and give buckets. Um, I think they have guys who can who could play. It's just a matter of you know, are they going to get the opportunity? And for the for the main guys uh, that you're paying all the money to. You know, are they going to stay healthy enough to be able to uh, to do some effective things? So, you know, that's that's what I'm looking forward for the Pistons. For Chicago, it's just mainly continuing to develop the young talent. Look, the Bulls are 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 very very close, very very close. When you look at the Bulls, I like Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn proved to be a starting point guard. He has to get some of the mental stuff out the way, you know, and and, and act professionally and and act like a point guard, but. He is a guy who proved himself to be a very all-around guy who can score, who can rebound, who can pass the ball, who have who plays solid defense. Probably one of the better top five defensive point guards in the game right now. So it's like, you know, you have that. A lot of people, you know, questioned the move on Zach Levine. But at the end of the day, what what can you really do? I mean, Zach, Zach Levine is only 23. He has all of the potential in the world to get so much better. He has the athleticism in the world to be a better defensive player. He's a guy who's already shown that he could be a pretty good offensive player. Um, a lot of people looked at his stats from last year and judged him off of that. But then you also have to look at the fact that the man had just came back from ACL surgery. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Get a man, get a man some, you know, let him, let him kind of, let, let him kind of figure his way out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's only 23, so he's going to get better. Like, I mean, he's not really into his NBA body like that. You know, he's still learning the game, so it, it, it can only get better for, for Zach Levine. So, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the signing. Like, I feel like he can get so much better. Um, Laurie Marketing proved to be a very good pick for them. I like the move on Wendell Carter. I think he's going to be a very, very good defensive star for that team. Denzel Valentine is very, very solid. So this is a team that has a lot of intriguing young pieces, and they're only going to grow together. And, I mean, they're going to suck. Yes, they're going to suck. And, you know, they're going to continue to, you know, acquire young talent. And this team, this team can be very, very dangerous. Now, it's Fred Hoiberg, the guy to lead them to the promised land i don't know if he's going to be the guy going forward but right now i mean i like what chicago's doing they brought in jabari parker very very solid move um i think jabari parker has a lot to prove this year you know they got him on a a, a nice friendly deal where he the team has the option of if they want to bring him back or not so he has to go out there and showcase that he you know he's a guy that could really you know do what he needs to do so um watch out for chicago i mean i don't think they're really gonna do nothing this year but at the end of the day man i mean if if you know you're not going anywhere and this is what i don't like about the pistons because the pistons are kind of within that it's in like that thin line like they're they're not bad enough to say we're rebuilding but they're not good enough to say that we're contending for a championship so it's like it's like that thin line at there and like chicago they know that they suck so they know that they're rebuilding right now so you know shout out to the bulls man y'all keep doing y'all thing i like the way that y'all moving and building that team up way better than what sacramento is doing but we gonna get on them we're gonna get we definitely gonna get on them and um last but not least let's talk about the Cavs, man we're gonna talk about the cleveland cavaliers man life without lebron a lot of people say it's gonna be a horrible ride and i don't think it's gonna be that bad i don't think it's gonna be that bad this is why lebron lebron is a talented player like don't don't get me wrong when i say that but i feel like I don't know I, I think that he intimidates players to not play their game and, and, and that's where you see a lot of the struggle um 
with him not being there, I expect for a lot of them guys over there to step up. Like, I expect Kevin Love to be a 25-12 and 12 type of player. He might not play in a lot of games, but I expect for him to be a 25-12 and 12 type player. I expect Tristan Thompson to be dominant, you know, maybe be a double-double guy, maybe like a 10-point, 11-rebound type of guy. Um, J.R. Smith, he's going to be um, solid, solid, inconsistent, but solid. George Hill is going to do some things, but watch out for Colin Sexton, man. Um, I think the first couple months of the season will kind of dictate how they how they uh how they go about with Colin. Like if Cleveland is still in the in the race for a playoff spot, I think George Hill will kind of start. But you know, if they're not, then I expect for Colin Sexton to kind of take over the Rams of point guard and be the uh, the lead guard for the Cavs, and you know they'll try to get rid of George Hill and you know get him to a team. Where he can, um, you know, where he can help them get to the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, Cleveland going forward because I think they can legit, you know, contend for maybe like an eighth spot or something like that. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, these guys going out here just kind of proving themselves and showing that look, just because LeBron ain't here, don't mean that we can't be a solid team. And then when you look at the, when you compare the teams that LeBron initially left, right? Like when you compare the first time that he left, when you compare that team to this year's Cavaliers team, this year's Cavaliers team is way better than the uh, team LeBron left at first. Like you had on that team, you had Mo Williams and like Antoine Jameson and uh, and Anthony Anthony Parker. You know what I'm saying? Like like just just no no true no true legit real talent. You know what I'm saying? Like with at least with this, like you got Kevin Love. You got Tristan Thompson. You know what I'm saying? You got a Colin Sexton. You got a George Hill who's a solid piece. Uh, Osman. Seti Osman, I think that's the dude's name. The foreign player. You know, he showed potential. Um, you know, you, you have all these. You have guys who can play, you know, who who, who are veterans and, 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 you know, can do some things. Like, so, you know, just kind of be on the lookout for the Cavs, man. Kind of be on the lookout for the Cavs. Now. Let's go into the the standings of where, where I think the the central division is gonna go. So this is how I look at it. When you look at last year, right? You had the Cavaliers at fifty and thirty two. You had the Pacers forty eight thirty four. You had the Bucks forty four and thirty eight. The Pistons were thirty nine and forty three. Forty three and the Bulls were twenty seven and fifty five. Three of them teams made the playoffs, right? This year coming up, I see the exact same thing. I see three teams making the playoffs. I see Indiana getting in as a second seed with 52 wins and 30 losses. I see the Bucks as a fifth seed with 47 wins and 35 losses. Detroit will get in as a seventh seed. They will win 42 games. They will go 42 and 40. Cleveland will be 37 and 45. Yes, 37 and 45. And Chicago will be 30 and 52. Yes, I said it. I really, this is what I really think. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Cavs, and I just, I think the Cavs can have a, the Pacer effect, but not so much, not as successful as what the Pacers did. But I think a lot of teams are going to look at the fact that, um, you know, the Cavs don't have LeBron, and they may not think that the uh, Cavaliers are any good. But I think Kevin Love has something to prove. I think uh, Tristan Thompson has something to prove. J.R. Smith trying to uh, prove himself from the from the bad Finals appearance that he had. Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is a guy who can, you know, come in and, and be a 20-point scorer for the Cavaliers. I mean, don't sleep on Rodney Hood. He was just a couple seasons removed from being, a like, a 17-point scorer for the Jazz. He was a consistent scorer for the Jazz before he got to the Cavaliers. You know, they still got Jordan Clarkson. They still got Larry Ness. So, it's still talent there to be able to compete game in and game out. So, they're definitely going to win some games. Like, I definitely think that they're seven games better than the Bulls. But I don't think that they're five games better than the Pistons. So, um, uh, so you know, just be on the lookout for the Cavs. I mean, the Bulls are still building. They're still a young team. They're still trying to figure out their way. Uh, for all the veteran leadership that Detroit has, uh, you you gotta expect for the for for the top guys to be injured. So you really don't know. You know, you, you're gonna have instances where you're gonna have a, a, a lot of wins and you're gonna have a lot of losses. And then Milwaukee and Indiana. I think those are the cream of the crop of the uh, of the East. Maybe I'm being a little too uh, unsold on the Bucks, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like the Bucks, for as talented as they are, you know, they have those stretches where you know they don't play the bad, the best basketball of their ability. 
And I feel like the Pacers with Nate McMillan, and then you got a motivated Oladipo, you got a motivated Turner, you got solid veterans, and um, uh, Thaddeus Young and Tyreek Evans, and you know you get Dub and Dermy. You know you have guys there. You know T.J. Leaf is gonna probably come out. And, you know be effective. So you have talent there. It's gonna want to prove that you know that last year wasn't a fluke. So though that's my uh, standards, man. In the end, the Indiana Pacers will be the uh, conference champions of the uh, of the Eastern Central Division. And uh, let's get into the end of the season award. So what I basically did here was is I took all of the individual awards and I'm going I'm gonna do them by conference. I mean not conference by division. So it's like. You know, every every uh, division is going to have an MVP rookie of the year and all that. So, let's get started, man. MVP, by far, I don't even think it's going to be a question. I mean, you could throw Oladipo in there. He'll probably be in the top three. But it's definitely going to be Giannis, man. This man averaged 20, 27, 10, and 5 last year. And I expect for him to have the same dominant performance that he had the previous year, man. Um, I think if he can develop a jump shot, he may average more than 27. I mean, I think that the Bucks are going to be super contingent on what he does, and I think he's going to be able to expand his game even more than what he did last year. So expect big numbers from Giannis, man, and expect for him to be the MVP of this uh, division by far. Rookie of the year. You can legit give it to Colin Sexton. I mean, you could. Yes, you most definitely could. I mean... But I'm going to give it to Wendell Carter, mainly because I see Wendell Carter starting from day one. Like, I see him being the starting center, and I expect for him to be very, very effective. Not, maybe not superstar potential, but I see him being effective enough to where he's going to be a guy that is um, very, very solid, that puts up very, very solid numbers. Um, I see Colin Sexton kind of being, you know, you know, not so good when it comes to numbers, but maybe when, you know, De- depending on what the Cavaliers do, you know, maybe he'll get in that starting lineup and he'll be able to put up some uh, numbers. But I think Wendell Carter, from the just off the simple fact that I feel like he's gonna be there, um, you know, starter from day one. I feel like you know he have he have a better chance of being the uh, rookie of the year, six man of the year. I'm gonna give it to Tyreek. I think I don't think Tyreek Evans starts. I think he comes off the bench and he kind of gives him that same impact that Lance Stevenson had. Um, and I think he's going to do very, very well. This is a guy who could put the ball in the bucket, who drives to the hole with, with reckless abandon. Um, you know, he rebounds, he passes the ball, he plays defense. He's going to be a very, very solid, 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 solid guy. So uh, Tyreek Evans will definitely be six man of the year. Defensive player of the year is going to be Giannis. I could have gave it to Andre Drummond, but I don't think Andre Drummond is a, de- a consistent enough defensive player. And you know what's funny? Like, on 2K, he wins defensive player of the year all the time. But he's not that really that great of a defensive player to me, personally. But uh, and I, but I think he has the potential to actually be a very, very good defensive player. Uh, but I think Giannis, man, like I said, I think Giannis is going to elevate his games to so many heights, man. So many different heights. And I think that defensively, it's going to be one of those things where he's going to really elevate his game and be one of the best defensive players. Um, in the NBA, he'll be by far the best defensive player in the conference for sure. Most improved player will be Zach Levine. Look, I expect for Zach Levine to play a lot of games this year. I mean, he's going to be very more healthier than what he was when he came back from that ACL. And I think he's going to come in and he's going to be a very, very effective scorer. I think he's going to be a 20 plus scorer this year. Um, and he's going to be able to, you know, continue the trend of, you know, the Bulls just kind of, you know, trusting the young guys and, you know, being able to develop with the young guys. So I think Zach Levine is going to be most improved. Um, Coach of the year. I could have easily gave it to, uh, I could have easily gave it to Dwayne Casey. I could have easily gave it to uh, Mike Budenhoser, but I'm going to give it to Dwayne. <laughs> oh, my God. I could have easily gave it to Dwayne Casey. I could have easily gave it to Nate McMillan. Or I could have easily gave it to Mike Budenholzer, but I'm going to give it to Dwayne Casey. I just told y'all who I'm going to give it to without actually knowing <laughs> that I just told y'all that. But I think Dwayne Casey is going to win Coach of the Year, mainly because I feel that, you know, he's going to have the most to prove. He has the most to prove. Like, we, we know what we got with Indiana. We know what we got with Milwaukee. We know those teams are going to be good. 
Detroit on paper is supposed to be good, but you know the past couple years they've been really, really bad. They've been inconsistent. Um, I think he's going to be able to showcase his talent as a coach because he's probably not going to have two of his best players in that starting five. He's probably not going to have them maybe for about fifteen to twenty games out of the, out of the season. Um, so I think he's going to really showcase his talent, you know, his skills. I think he's going to be able to showcase his ability to. Uh, you know, get the guys off the bench because you know Toronto had the best bench in the league. So I think he's going to be able to get those those second unit guys. He's going to be able to get them to be able to play effective basketball to where the Pistons can potentially have one of the better benches in the league, just like Toronto did. So um, that's my early season, uh, way too early uh, NBA preview um, predictions of the Central Division. Um, if you got, if you feel any type of way, you know what I'm saying, let me know. But this is what that's what I think is gonna happen. I think uh, Indiana wins this division, um, and it's, it's gonna be exciting, man. It's gonna be exciting. There's a lot of exciting teams in the division, man. Indiana's gonna be a, a dope team. Milwaukee's gonna be a dope team. I think Cleveland's gonna be a lot of fun, um, depending on when Colin Sexton plays. Chicago's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Detroit's gonna be a lot of fun uh, if they can stay healthy. So uh, yeah, I said everything that I need to say, and I'm about to get up out of here, man. Um, Check your boy out and do all that other great stuff. Y'all already know how it go. But uh, I'm Tyrone Smith, man. Wrong to exclusive. Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, Lock em Up Wrong. Daytona 360 signing off. And I will hit y'all again. I might hit y'all again tomorrow, man. Hey, I'm going to hit y'all again tomorrow, man. Because we, we got to we gotta get these. Because I, I did like five episodes. So I got to get these out the way like ASAP. So next week. Oh, next week. I'm sorry. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I will be hitting y'all with the Pacific Division. <sighs> this one's going to be very, very easy. But it might not be. Let's see. But yeah, man, I'm about to holler at y'all, man. I'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.